Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is February 4th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, brought to you by NordVPN and Blue Chew. We will tell you more about that later. I'm joined by Kate. Kate, how the heck are you? I'm good. We had so much fun last week, but you were, of course, missed. Yeah, of course I was going crazy at royal rumble for the most medium royal rumble not the most royal rumble you don't even know (laughs) you know cameron and her purple hair running around the venue and and st louis all week not even trying to hide herself was one of the funniest parts about that like it was was just yeah uh fightfulselect.com guys i broke a ton of royal rumble news last week and how about this i broke a ton this week as well i also broke the news that Goldberg is back and he's wrestling Roman Reigns. Now listen, despite that, I still want you to subscribe to Fightful Select. I know you might say, Sean, that kind of bums me out. Why would I want to subscribe? I promise there's some other good stuff, like that Brian Kendrick didn't have a contract anymore. In retrospect, that seems like a really good thing to report uh, based on how things have unfolded. This weekend, we'll have Raw and SmackDown producers, a lot of additional production notes. I've learned the original main event for Raw that was going to have major implications on the next pay-per-view. I'm going to tell you guys about one of the Shane McMahon outbursts this weekend on FightfulSelect.com from the Royal Rumble. I had a big story on WWE Morale. Uh, We've got an update on Alexa Bliss. We broke the news that Juice Robinson is now a free agent. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We've got uh smackdown and rampage to talk about but you guys can talk about it with us and we would greatly appreciate it send in your super chats if you're watching live here at youtube.com slash fightful but you can also send in your humper chats you may say what the heck is a humper chat a humper chat is a paypal uh stream labs platform that allows us to keep a little bit more of the donation than youtube gets to keep you can go to humperchats.com that helps us out a little bit more, and we would greatly appreciate it. I guess, I think SmackDown might have technically been more newsworthy, 
But I think people would rather us talk about Rampage. That always seems to be the case. Yes. And newsworthy is kind of in the eye of the beholders. <laughs> sure. As we learned today with Tony Khan's tweet that said, I got some newsworthy stuff coming. And I'm like, hmm. Do ya? In the words of Frankie Kazarian. Do yeah. ya? <laughs> well, let's talk about Rampage. Let's get started with Rampage. Uh, a big thank you to Luis, our moderator, who is uh, collecting our super chats and humper chats. Matt Raikiel says, hey, Sean and Kate, long day at work, but an interesting day on Fightful Select. It's time for the main event. Well, thank you, uh, Matt. We appreciate you. But uh, Daniel Rothenberg says, I would really love for Dan Housen to be the FTW champion Housen. And make it his own. I feel that could be so much fun. Thoughts? Also watch Dan Housen's interview with Chris Van Vliet. It's one of the most interesting things I've watched in a while. I've yet to do an out-of-character uh, interview with uh, with Dan Housen, but Chris Van Vliet has a good one. Over on YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps, we do have a compilation of Dan Housen interviews over an hour. And I am on his new uh, toy hunt video. So uh, check that out. As far as him being FTW champion, I think that would be something funny down the line. I think that would be kind of entertaining. Yeah, I'm in for that, Housen. That sounds fun, Housen. I don't think it needs to be a long reign, Housen, but I think it could be a blast, Housen. I'm so excited he's here. I, I get it. You added Housen to things. Do you, you see did what good. I did there? Thank you. You did good. Oh, you're you're breaking up on the uh, the old stream, by the way. What are you, what are you doing? You using that 58K? That, that dial-up internet? What's going on here? Let me see if I can do it. Kate's awful internet housing. <laughs> she's got that people PC housing is what she's got. Got that old school. Glenny Codra says, take my money since you let off with Rampage. And Anonymous says, thank you for all that you do. Well, thank you for supporting us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. There she is. Now she's clear. Look at that. You're short. Why don't you raise the hydraulics on your chair so you don't look so short? Well, first of all, I was trying to put you over as being incredibly tall. So. <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm staying here. No, now not a chance. Fun. Valov says your pixelated bangs. Brent Lockman says Dan Housen is A and W World Champion. I would like if they acknowledged a uh, or they they managed to get an AEW or an A and W title belt. I think that would be pretty funny. And uh, they they like kind of made that for him. I think that would be, and he thought it was like the actual world title. But I mean, the forbidden door is open to A and W, so I'll take it. That's very true. That's very true. I love that our stream yard is like you have three viewers watching right now. I know, That's I was what it's perplexed by that too. I think we have more than three. We we do. We have more than three. We have more than three <laughs> there. And now it just jumped up. But either way. We've got Adam Cole versus Uno, and then he cut a promo. Uh, he Anthony says, I want Adam Page to have a good little run with the AEW title, but would not mind if uh, Cole takes it off a of page. So let's talk about the match. It was a squash. That's what it was. It was, it was Cole squashing Uno, which I think is a bit of a, I don't know, foreshadowing to his buddy. Hangman Page. And he said, you know what? Allegedly, I lost last week. I don't think so. Doesn't count. 
doesn't count to me, names all the people he beat, and said, I want to be AEW world champion. My thought for this, Kate, is that if I were booking it, that night, Adam Hangman Page against Adam Cole would be the return of Kenny Omega. And you think Omega's coming back to attack Hangman, get his revenge for losing the title, but it's not. He's screwing over Adam Cole. That's what he's worried about. Friends over everything. How do you see this going? Do you think we're going to get this match? Because it seems like what they're leaning into for the pay-per-view. Yeah, so like on Wednesday, I kind of sat back and realized there's not any championship stories going into the next pay-per-view, which is only a month away. So I was glad to see them kind of snap something together because Lance Archer doesn't feel like something they are going to run back. Jade is doing like this reverse open challenge situation where she's just picking who she wants to face. Sammy Guevara is doing a little bit more traditional of an open challenge. And Britt, you know, we've been kind of in this holding pattern, some interesting developments tonight. But uh, I was relieved to see that they seem to be throwing something together for the title picture and, and giving it a few weeks to build. I don't think Cole is going to be the one to dethrone Paige. I think it's just a little bit too early still. I like your Kenny Omega idea. I'm thinking that maybe the punk heel turn happens against Paige. I think maybe you get the straight edge jerk versus the drunk cowboy and and that's going to be your title feud. Maybe I'm just a super punk mark. That's entirely possible, but it also seems like a good next champion. Um, but I, I like your idea about Omega. If not Omega, um, just because I don't, I mean, health wise, he wouldn't have to do that much to make that angle work. Like if he's still healing up that body of his, but that could be really fun. Or you could see something with Kyle O'Reilly or the Bucks. Like there's so many different ways that could go because Cole is this linchpin essentially between two stables. And that's the story we've been sewing. So it should be Omega. I feel like we saw at the end of their match that there was like a, a bit of a respect moment too. And I think it would be nice to pick that right back up. I thought this was a great way to start off the show as well. Uh, Jay says, SRS, do you have any long on, or info on how long Omega will be out? Well, I just gave my prediction, so that, that's pretty much what I'm expecting. I think he'll pop up then, and even then you can do uh, you can do some TV stuff with him without him wrestling for a while, if he needs time. Jake says, give me AEW Dan Housen Kids Toy available only at A&W Restaurants. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I love that exclusive. Chris Rain says he can't wait to watch the review Housen of Rampage Housen. Very good. Very good. Uh, Tim says, I like the way Cole sold his lights out, lost compared to Brit. Cole seems actively angry while Brit embraced the notoriety. Yeah, the contrast within the house. Like, I would love to see them discuss the merits of a lights out match in the future. Speaking of Brit Baker, we uh, hear from her later in the evening with something that I think is very, very interesting. But before that, we heard from Jade Cargill, who kind of ran things down. They talked up her undefeated streak. Uh, QT Marshall is going to send one of his students to die next week against Hook. That's nice. And we have Layla Hirsch attacking Chris Statlander. I like that they're building Layla Hirsch. They should build her strong. She needs some really, really good wins. That way we believe whenever she's a challenger for Jade Cargill or, everybody, or anybody else that that could possibly happen. Uh, anything about these segments that stood out to you? Yes, just that I think the Layla Hirsch heel turn has been a very, very healthy move. I've been advocating for her to be in Team Taz along with a lot of other people. Um, I think she would just be such a perfect fit for that. But 
she is someone that I was hoping that they would continue to develop and, and push because I think she just has a world of talent and she is an incredible example of how someone who is very, very pint-sized can work against <laughs> a bigger lady. And I think we've seen such great things out of Statlander that this feud definitely excites me as an additional non-title feud for the women. Nice to see the growth in that division. Thought that the, the package was great. I think Chris Statlander is just so magnetic and charming. And I uh, I love Jade Cargill saying, which she also said on Grapsity Pod, which you can watch on Saturdays, um, that, <laughs> that she is someone that people will genuinely stop and change the channel for, because that's true. If you're flipping through channels and you see that woman, you might stop for a second. So yes. I just liked her calling that out because I think it's an important piece of value that she brings to the table. Amazing interview with the guys at Grapsity. And let me tell you, if, if an interview that like we're talking about getting another good interview for Grapsity that you guys are going to love, but check that out tomorrow. They have X three on the show. One of the funniest content creators out there. Uh, Sova says I la laughed when Kylie or Layla, and Layla hit Chris with the chair. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I did that enjoy that. Uh, Brent Lockman says congrats to Kate for slaying COVID again. I had it twice myself, zero fun. When Cole started speaking, I thought he was about to challenge Punk. Oh, no, I knew where he was going with that. Like, he's undefeated. He deserves a title shot, for sure. Mixtape says, how is there more wrestling inconsistency and, and story in one hour of Rampage than two hours of SmackDown? One's a pro wrestling company, one's a content creation company. And, um, and I think one hour of content is easier than two, because two is definitely easier than three. Yeah. We saw that for a while, so... That might actually be more of an advantage than a disadvantage. Cher says, leave a thumbs up, Housen. Yeah, please do that. Daniel says, what are your thoughts on the Mox Danielson stuff after a few days? I love everything Danielson's done in AEW. Him being badass is so much more interesting than him as an underdog. Well, I think the beauty of Brian Danielson is that he can pull off both of them. Like, he's, he's able to excel anywhere. Like, he is able to be an underdog and be convincing. He's able to be a badass and be convincing. There are three possible outcomes of what happened. Either Mox says no and they fight. Mox says yes and they join together. Or briefly they join together and then they fight. All three of which seem awesome to me. Uh, any thoughts, Kate? Yeah, I'll just say that I love all three of those possibilities as well. And this is why I love tournaments. There's a story to call back to. I'm very interested to see if Eddie Kingston eventually enters the fold because that is kind of the roots of of where this started and his feud with Danielson was kind of like such an accelerant for the Danielson heel turn this is man this Danielson run has been like it's actually been very like sincerely emotional for me because I started watching in 09 and I've never seen like a Mount Rushmore wrestler in real time so to see the work that he's doing not only with this heel turn when like character strength was not like something of his um in addition to the run he's been on against omega suzuki bowens like all of these incredible matches it's just been really really incredible to to see so to answer the question i think all three of those possibilities seem great this danielson run has been something that is just so special in in pro wrestling history i think this has been really 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 cool long-suffering fan says do we know who blake lee is could it be keith lee no it is not Keith Lee. It isn't. Sorry, long-suffering fan. Uh, Sammy versus Isaiah Cassidy. Now, Sammy Guevara had his ribs taped up for this, and it played into the match. It gave Isaiah Cassidy more offense, and it made a lot of sense. Still, Sammy was able to hit some of the signature spots, including 
the dive to the outside in which he posed with. I thought that was so good. Even though he was hurt, he was still able to do that. But then as the match wore on, he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done all that stuff because now my ribs really hurt and that sucks. Um, <laughs> Dante helped. I think it was, yeah, or no, it was, uh, God, I got my matches mixed up. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tom LaValle says, I love the way Isaiah took that GTH, landed up on his shoulders and just held it there. A nice match all around. Eventually, Sammy could, but he did struggle with it. The action here. I thought was just really, really good. I agree. I think the, uh, what was it? The double fantasy cutter was fantastic in this. I thought, I think in general, what we're getting to see is Sammy Guevara have the reign I was hoping he would have when he was kind of gummed up in a lot of the inner circle stuff. I've been saying that I felt like that was holding him back instead of propelling him forward. I feel like now we're starting to see him have some really great matches. And after what he did with Cody a week and a half ago, it's nice to see him follow up with something that was a compelling match. You know, he's not doing insane stuff off of the ladders in this one, but still a great, great match. The thing I love about the four pillars as we've kind of, I'm sick of these like forbidden door four pillars terms, but Mm -hmm. every single one of them has something so different about them. And I really appreciate that about Guevara. Tony Khan had mentioned newsworthiness, so uh, I guess we can shut the fuck up now because he says uh, part of the surprise or or the big thing on Wednesday is that somebody is going to walk through the forbidden door and debut in AEW, and he says it's a top wrestler. Interesting. It is very interesting. I'm very interested in this, actually. Uh <laughs> Are you not allowed to speculate because you're? So I mean, I I don't know who it is. I have no idea who it is okay. yet. I no wonder clue. if it's Josh Alexander. Mm. Does he count as a top wrestler? Is that forbidden? Is I mean, isn't yeah. it all forbidden? Yeah, Derek Gordon <laughs> says Tony's announcements that someone's coming through the forbidden door Wednesday. Well, he also uh, we also have uh, Revolution ladder match qualifier. Which would be, which is going to be good. I love that. I, I like that match. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you can set up a title match in the interim for uh, for between double or nothing. So I, I like that being set up. I also like Britt Baker DMD versus Thunder Rosa finally being set up, and it's being set up by the first DQ ever in the women's division. Uh, good match, really good match up until this point, but it leads to. These two, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa, having a having a street fight. They're probably going to have a street fight, a no DQ match, something like that. After this match, we see that Mercedes is in cahoots with DMD. We're going to talk about the match first. Big J says they wanted Thunder Rosa as a referee. She's over like Rover, and it's fantastic. She is. Every time her music hits, she is over. Every single time, no matter where she is. Uh, and just she, to clarify, too, they wanted her as a referee in WWE, just so yes, that there's yes, not yes. like any confusion about. Of course, her Shot, Shot Kid Twenty Nine says a DQ finish that continues and sets up at least four different stories. Doth my eyes deceive me? So, you know we're gonna get it. You know we're gonna get somebody that says, "Ew." Sean, <laughs> you don't like DQs when they're in WWE. Well, you know what, buddy. I saw a bunch of non-finishes at the Royal Rumble and Raw and all that stuff. 
I don't see them all the time in AEW. We saw one before a match even took place with Sean Dean and CM Punk. And the other time we saw one was a double DQ with Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler. This is so different. Mercedes Martinez cracks Thunder Rosa with a pipe. And I'm like, wow, you look like you could use some help laying your pipe. (laughs) You should contact our friends at bluechew.com. That'll help you lay your pipe even better. Whether it's in front of the referee or behind his back, whichever way you want to give your pipe to somebody, make sure you do it with bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, but it works on your schedule or maybe not your schedule. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're you're concerned about that performance and you want to make your penis erect. Well, Blue Chew and the code FIGHTFUL does that. No awkward conversations with the doctor, no waiting line at the pharmacy because it's prescribed online. You take their questionnaire. Once you're approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about your package when you're laying that pipe. I mean, it's discreet when it comes to you, but by the time you're done laying that pipe, everybody's going to know about it. Because whoever whoever you're, you're doing the deed with is probably going to tell everybody in town. So eventually, probably the, the, the women at the pharmacy will know about it because you'll be the talk of the town with your super erect penis and your outstanding sexual performance thanks to bluechew.com and the code fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. Get your first shipment free when you use that code fightful. Let's see here. There we go. I love this. I like them advancing this. I okay. So let's talk so about. You like it when they lay their pipe, is what you're saying? Of course I do. What do you think of the match itself? Uh, match itself, I thought was great. I thought this was a a fantastic first showing for Mercedes Martinez for people that are not familiar with her. Um, that an- Avalanche Driver spot was awesome. Some great stuff from Rosa in here too. I think. Um, like Mercedes Martinez just brings a very, very different flavor than a lot of the women do in, in this division. She's really, really quite the ass kicker and Thunder Rosa lays her shit in. So I just, this felt like they were speaking the same language the entire time. I wish this opened the show because I think this is really, really important. Um, And as far as the ending of it goes, I was kind of interested to see how this was going to play out because I don't like people losing in their debut and Rosa doesn't seem like she's in a position where she should be losing. So, um, you know, I'm okay with the DQ if it makes sense and they're rare enough. Um, You know, there's things in AEW that they do all the time that I don't love. Like I don't like DQs in, in WWE, the gang wars, the ref spots. Like they certainly have their repeated faults, but a DQ is all right. And as someone pointed out to me on Twitter too, when the reason for the DQ is murder, <laughs> that also <laughs> feels fair. It's not like because somebody got slapped the wrong way and they're calling it Man, DQ here. I watched Drew McIntyre threaten to behead somebody tonight. That's true. And, and let me tell you, a DQ in AEW, it's like, whoa, he got hit with a pipe. He might die. Drew McIntyre literally threatened to behead someone and it got them to tell the first good joke of their life. So uh, we've got plenty to talk about. Now, after this match, now let me make sure 
There's no more super chats for that match. Okay. We see Mercedes Martinez backstage. And she was like, I was going to make an impression. And I did. And Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Jamie Hayter and Rebel show up. They're like, this isn't what we talked about. And Jamie Hayter's like, what do you mean what we talked about? And Britt's like, mind your business. And she said, Mark Sterling may have given you the check, but I signed it. Which leads me to believe Brian Myers, Matt Cardona, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jade Cargill, and MJF all had the same attorney. Now, possibly, he could represent Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Hornswoggle. Who else we got? He's got an extensive client list, so so shout out to him. I loved a million things about this, Kate. A lot of people are saying, revolution, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. I really think it should be double or nothing. And I know we're three and a half months away, but there's a whole lot of people for Thunder Rosa to to build up to. Keep in mind, she did lose this year. She lost in the TBS title tournament, uh, or or she lost recently in it. Uh, I would really... Oh, and... I would love for her to run the gamut. I would love for her to have to beat Mercedes. I would have. I would love to see her have to beat uh, everybody. As this person says, Chelsea Green. I'd love for Britt Baker to just throw her at Thunder Rosa. I want to see Thunder Rosa beat like everybody, and then I want to see Thunder Rosa main event, double or nothing against Doctor Britt Baker DMD and win that title. I love the swerve of Britt Baker being behind this because she she wants no part of Thunder Rosa. So what I really liked about this was I accepted the DQ, but DQs are never my favorite. So I was like, let me sit in this and see how I kind of feel about it. And then immediately they made me really like it because this was so, so, so well done. I agree with you as far as I would love to see them main event double or nothing. I would love to see... Rosa build up a story against these opponents, but a few things come to mind. One is Rosa has no friends, and there's a couple people in AEW who should have friends by now that don't. We're kind of falling into that WWE trap of baby faces have no friends. You would think CM Punk would find a friend. Do you think Rosa would find a friend at this point? But my bigger issue is if we do that, what is Brick going to do in the meantime? Because, man, this feud has been telegraphed for months and months and months, and the lack of credible opponents for Britt Baker is hampering this women's division, in my opinion. So while I would love to see that story for Rosa, I'm just concerned about what you do with the Britt Baker title reign um, in, in the meantime there. Chris says, well, in the, in the meantime, I think they could do, you know, they could do a battle royal. They could do a lot of things to determine a short-term contender. Uh, but... There, but we already know the outcome. You know what I mean? That's been so much of her reign. Sure. Which is um, I I have had people in AEW that are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe they'll do that that feud a lot sooner. I just feel like, well, I, I feel like they deserve a main event pay-per-view spot. Yes. And I don't think they're going to get it over Hangman Page and Adam Cole. I really don't. As much as I would love them to. Chris Rain says, I love that it was Britt Baker that brought Mercedes to AEW to take out Thunder Rosa. Oh, me too. Ryan Sullivan says, what's the going rate for a wrestling lawyer nowadays? Trying to see how smart Mark is doing. I'm so happy for that guy. He's a really talented dude. So uh, I'm glad to see him getting his flowers as well. He can afford better suits. I'll just say that. Like, if this is is your roster, if you're getting paid this well, go out and get some name brand suits, bro. Come on. The bean kicked in, says Rosa got smacked with that pipe. I went, shit. 
She yeah. did. Somebody said they heard it like loudly in the 10th row. Uh, Mercedes doesn't mess around. And Rosa doesn't mess around too. Like Rosa yes. lays her, her shit in. Um, people in the chat, just and not even in a super chat way. I'm just curious how many people knew about Mercedes Martinez before this. Just, mm-hmm. just intrigued. Um, I know she was across the pond, so I figure some, but she's she's just been so valuable to women's wrestling for years and years. I'm just intrigued. Let us know. Eloquent says, "How long until Jamie Hader turns on Brit?" I would say after Revolution. Yeah, that's that's what I would imagine. Brett says they're setting up a lot, but give me Hader versus Mercedes, please. We'll get that eventually. I think Mercedes will eventually be the, the new heater. But uh, yeah, as I look at the rankings right now, uh, Thunder Rose is number four. She's 1-0 this year. You got Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Serena Deeb ahead of her, though. Uh, but that could change if Thunder Rosa beats all three of those people ahead. And then she becomes 4-0, 5-0, and then Britt Baker can't avoid her anymore. Man, um, Britt versus Serena is a heel-on-heel match I will take any day of the week. And it is nice to see a women's stable kind of forming yeah. here. I've been whining about that for years. So <laughs> I think they have a few really good anchors in that women's division. Jade Cargill, uh, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, all are perceived as like top names to me that can hold a championship. Oh, man. Uh, lots of super chats about the Forbidden Door we'll get to. But Jackson says, glad we're finally moving on to Rosa. I don't want to see this a few dragged out to double or nothing. This rain is stale enough already. You know, I won't disagree with that. I mean, I understand people wanting to, to, to get to the point there. Bring in Deanna in the meantime. That would be so fun. Have Deanna come in, tie oh, it I over, wish. and then have the blow off with Rosa. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Jay says, Here's a Humper Chat because YouTube changed how its donations work. We always encourage you to go to HumperChats.com. One of the great things about that, if you're not watching this show live or listening live, uh, you guys can go ahead and leave a comment before the show as well. Uh, so, Because my dad leaves Humper Chats. My dad typed yeah. in the URL HumperChats.com. I love it. If he can do it, you can do it. Zero Prime <laughs> said, don't forget Hikaru Shida and Riho SRS. Well, I can, unfortunately, because Riho broke her collarbone and Hikaru Shida is not around right now. So, uh, yeah, right now they don't have those two. And, yeah, and that's unfortunate. I was, kind of wasn't including those because of that. And there's a wealth of talent on the market right now, too. Yes. Athena and Mia Yim, like all those ladies are out there I don't right think now. I don't think Mia's going. I don't think she'll be there. Okay. Ricardo says, appreciation for Kate on that ad read. Mark says, these reads get weirder every week. I'm here for it. And <laughs> Nerdguru says, NXT 2.0 definitely uses Blue Chew code Fightful. Well, I mean, come Tuesday, you have to use Blue Chew. It's come if you Tuesday. want excitement in your life, buddy. <laughs> come Tuesday, that's right. So Veer uses Blue Chew because he's coming. A whole lot of people talking about Tony Khan's uh, most recent tweet. I mean, he fired off a few of them speculate wildly oh buddy he said the forbidden door can be open for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world whether or not it's a company that AEW is on good terms with even if it's someone from a company that's open for business they're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company damn damn who well, who is so- it Sova says, give me Danielson versus Alexander. John Vasque says, I can't believe people think WWE did a better job at the Forbidden Door than AEW did. Did they mention Mox again on SmackDown? WWE did not do a better job with the Forbidden Door. We had 
one Mickey James appearance. She got to wear her title, use her theme. That's wonderful. And I don't but, think they wouldn't have done that if they didn't send her stuff home in a literal trash bag when she got released. I that think was that a, was a make good. It was, and and it should have been. Yeah. Alicia says, really hoping it's Jay White on Wednesday. Bako 5 says, Tara Ryzen walking through that forbidden door. I doubt it. And Jam Beard says, whether it's an AEW or New Japan, give me Mox versus Okada as the forbidden door crossover. I mean, a lot of people are speculating, and I love it. Like, in my mind, I can't even think of who it is. Uh, I think Jonathan Gresham would qualify. I think Josh Alexander would qualify. I think that Jay White would qualify, and I think all of them are realistic possibilities. Um, I was going to say, the slamming the door line makes me think that it's a little bit of a work and that it's that it very well could be Gresham. And the sure. foundation, like if you're going to have Danielson and Mox potentially pair together, ooh, and they're going like this technical route and they're not these silly dinosaurs and whatever – them versus the foundation is something else that I would yeah. love to see. Money Mark has a good idea. He says, what about Chris Cyborg with Rosa in uh, in Rosa's Corner versus Britt? I love that. Because, like, who can fend off two or three different people? Chris Cyborg can. And Dan Lambert can manage them. Tremaine says, fired off. Did Veer come? No, he didn't. Jam Beard says, bring Taya Valkyrie into AEW. They should. They should bring her in. She is a top-level name as well. She was protected very well jay says weird how much we all love aew but we're all frustrated with the main event title picture underwhelmed with hangman i'm not underwhelmed with hangman i'm underwhelmed with his booking um of late i mean we're talking about what have you done for me lately he had two really great matches with brian danielson that just happened i just don't think that lance archer as the follow-up feud is one that anybody's like oh well okay this I, I would love any feud to be like, he might be able to lose that title, and I don't believe it. Yeah, and I don't think it helps that, and I know Lambert's not for me, but having him and the and Jake yeah. the Snake is just a very, very weird thing, especially when Lance Archer can talk for himself just fine. It's a weird, weird move, in my opinion. Yep. Daniel Rothenberg says, I'm a bit literal, and I know it's not a big deal, but I wish there was more storytelling with the open challenge for the TNT title. If it's a real open challenge, everyone would want it. Maybe make it that you can challenge every three months or something. Um, I I would like them to explain that a little bit. Like, say, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe these are, are some of the standards. Like, this person, we had a lot of inquiries. We chose this one. We picked it random. We did, et cetera. I think that would be cool. I was trying to think about... One of my favorite open challenge runs ever was Cena with the U.S. title. And it was because he had so much equity already built up. But the stories that came out of it were really cool, like Owens and Zayn and, and so many talents that we were so excited to see. I think part of it is that Sammy's reign is like kind of just getting going and he wasn't established enough that an open challenge makes it feel like Sammy is making everybody else feel important yet. Like, I don't think we got there yet. I think that's a good point. Nerd Guru says Britt and Rosa main evented Mania. Uh, main event Mania instead of Ronda versus Charlotte. That would be cool too. Rob Reed says Mercedes was one of the many indie wrestlers I first discovered in 2007 playing TEW. I did that with EWR and WMMA for MMA fighters. Uh, I, I love those Grey Dog software games. They're fun. Main event Ricky Starks, Jay Lethal. That finish was one of the goddamnedest finishes I've ever seen. Now, first off, I just want to say, 
I don't know what a handspring does for a cutter. If anything, it takes away momentum or it gets you dropped on your goddamn face with a Rochambeau <laughs> like what Ricky Starks did. That was one of the most incredible finishes, counters, reversals, whatever I've ever seen. Jay Lethal handsprings and ends up getting caught. And uh, I mean, the Rochambeau is a seated dominator and gets hit with it. There was a spot where Dante Martin flew into, um, into powerhouse Hobbs. This was an excellent match and God damn that finish. Eloquent says that reversal into the Rochambeau, two fire emojis for Starks. Reese Power says even Veer came for that Starks <laughs> counter. Amazing. Amazing. What'd you think of it? Oh my goodness, I've been waiting for a Ricky Starks match like this for a while. I thought this was fantastic. I've loved the story going into it. I think Lethal, having said that, he doesn't really care about a fake title, but he cares that you care about it, was such a great way to get to this point. Yeah. You know I love Starks. I talk about it anytime he's on screen. His ring psychology is so sound. He's one of those guys that always looks like he's trying to win a match, which is the type of wrestler I love. I love your Daniel Garcia's. I love your Brian Danielson's. Um, I think he he is the guy that, like, when you see the roster starting to get bloated, I'm like, he's the guy who can't get lost is this dude right here, Ricky Starks. Like, so well put together this match. Great stuff from Lethal here, too. Um, also strong ring psychology. Does a lot of things right. Like his headlocks are locked in. His clothesline is really, really strong. Like very, very good ring work today. And I've liked the story leading into this, which is something that gets a little lost in the FTW picture, I think, because it's not necessarily like a real belt. But what a way to close the show. That ending was one of the coolest matches, endings to a match that I've just ever seen. I thought it was so cool. And in my head, Ricky Starks looked at him and was like, not such a lethal injection after all, is it? And then he walked out of the ring. That's Dan Janoff says, can we start talking about Ricky Starks as one of the AEW pillars? The man is a star. Yes, he is. Uh, very big things. The thing I like about AEW is you have like eight or ten guys who are perceived as top guys. And then you have like eight guys that you can say, they're next. And if they're not next, they are future champions down the line. And you can believe they will be. Sova also says... Um, fifth pillar a little bit of an update Nikolai says the main event ruled Tony Khan has confirmed Isaiah Cassidy will face a a new signing in the qualifier match Ooh, ooh, very interesting this is getting interesting yeah I'll take it yes it is uh Matthew says Rampage was amazing Smackdown was also on television that main event was amazing (laughs) (laughs) there was some good in-ring stuff it was just 95% rematches so whatever Lots of praise for this match. Murph says, I don't know how he is as a person, but Jay Lethal's a phenomenal wrestler. Great main event. Jay uh, Pissoric says, uh, Lethal and Starks humped. We need more Starks. And if we don't get the Danielson Dojo, it may break me. I'll settle for more Starks right now because I think there's other options for the Danielson Dojo right now. Uh, ShotKid29 says, can we just acknowledge the fashion icon that is Powerhouse Hobbs that lethal injection into the Rochambeau humped? In that same vein, Chris Hart said, agree or disagree, Hobbs should be legally required to wear that fur coat 24-7. I love stylistic Hobbs. And by the way, uh, our own Hannah shared Delaware. 
doing strong style the show on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. We have a, a wealth of personalities and names over there. Uh, I'm very looking forward to that. But a fashion icon Hobbs. My goodness. I mean, truly, I will leave this to Miss Cher Delaware to be the judge of all wrestling fashion. But the Macklemore fur coat with the overalls is just a, a beautiful look. And he did a really great job of participating and interfering in this match in a an appropriate way. I'm actually glad that his name came up because I forgot about some of his spots. But like he interfered and then kind of went away in, in an appropriate way in this. I also loved the spot where um Starks was getting chopped and handing the phone back to the fan. There's just like some really fun stuff. But Hobbs did a, a good job of um sometimes interference gets so clumsy and he was not in this. This was really strong. I liked this. Sure. Uh we've got Mixtape saying, does tonight feel like a build of the FTW title to gear up for Hook and take it and mean more down the road? I do think that is eventually what we get. I, I think that that Hook challenges Ricky Starks and Taz's allegiance is with Hook, no matter what. Or it's Hook breaking away and Taz is coming after his own son, maybe. Yeah, I think Taz is such a fun personality and Hook doesn't talk. So I think them being father and son that like each other versus father and son that don't like each other initially to start is a really good way to go. And I think Hook versus Starks is going to be a hell of a match when we get there. I'm very excited for that. Laura says that Starks lethal match humped. That was a, that finish was the thing of beauty strap a rocket to Ricky Starks. We talk a lot about pillars in AEW, but Starks is the foundation. I love all the love Starks is getting because he can talk. He can do a lot of different things. When he signed, I thought he was just like the biggest steal from the NWA. And he, and I'm not like the biggest NWA gal, but that guy stuck out to me. And he was kind of getting lost in the shuffle. I think they're going to put him on a, a track. This was such a, a fantastic, like, career making match, I think. Loved this. Tom LaValle says on Dark, Moriarty said that something's got to change for him this year. The next night, Danielson comes out. I mean, this is the type of thing that we, like, so many of us have fantasy booked, right? That, that uh, we have thought about being a reality. So I'm, I'm glad to see it. Jay and says, I'm Fightful, they, you guys broke that. We broke. We the collective Fightful community. I say no. we. I don't say I. I never say I when it's something You're like that. Very nice about that. But Danielson asking for the Bowens match, I thought was such a special piece of information to have surface. Mm -hmm. um, and if he wants to work with these younger guys, like he's calling them out, there's a difference between like, yeah, I'll work that guy and requesting a guy like Bowens. That's beautiful to me. So if he's going to keep doing stuff like that, like bring it on, like this is going to be we, so special and fun. We talk about WWE wanting to sign Thunder Rosa as a referee. They forgot to sign Anthony Bowens. He was supposed to get signed and they forgot to do it. It's like my favorite piece of trivia. Un unreal. <laughs> Eloquent says, have you ch uh, checked out uh, Osprey versus Michael Oku? I haven't yet. I have not. Have you? I have not, but I intend to because I heard it pumped as well. I'm, I will check it out. Um, I know Kate's been busy catching up on her Joshi. Um, Jambeard says. And my COVID. Thank you. <laughs> Jambeard says, wait, it's the qualifier match now. Please let it be Keith effing Lee. It'd be awful nice. I don't think it will be, but. It doesn't sound like the forbidden door, though. That sounds like. Alicia you, Ellis Joel. says, Thank you I know so you much. heard th good things about um, Hook's training before his debut. 
Do you hear anything about his promo work? I heard nothing about his promo work, unfortunately. I don't know. I haven't heard him talk. I know he did like an interview for like a lacrosse thing in college, but that's about it. Thick Astley says, looking at the entirety of Team Taz, damn, it's amazing to see Hobbs' transformation from losing on Dark to now. Yes, he has grown exponentially. And if you want to grow exponentially, use bluechew.com. Good fightful. That's just the best handle in the world. I couldn't even like pay attention to the super chat, to be honest, because thick astly just (laughs) what a handle. (laughs) Jay says, good point, SRS, but I feel like Omega was the main storyline every week with Kate on Dan Lambert. Uh, He is nuclear heat live, but awkward on TV. I can't can't deny that he gets heat when you're in the live audience, Um, but he sucks. So, yeah. So yeah. Don't be stupid, live crowd. Man. Josh Cardenas says, I thought that Serena Deeb video promo was great. They did air one. It was great. If you can't put him on TV, or you can't put her on TV, do this. Why not? This rule. She's she's awesome. And if they ever pick the Zoe and Hart tournament back up at any point, I hope she wins it. She's, she's the best. <clears throat> Jambeard says, was Nia going for the Disco Inferno level of heat on Twitter today? Uh, she got more than even him. I mean, she might need to go incognito for a little while. And if you want to go incognito, the best way to do it, nordvpn.com slash Fightful Kate. You can change your virtual location with just one click. With nordvpn.com slash Fightful, you can save 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. You might say, why do I need NordVPN? Like what, what benefit can it get? Well, you can get some subscriptions an awful lot cheaper. For example, you can sign up for Netflix from Argentina and the price is like $3.28. You can sign up for Fightful Select and the price will still be $5. But I mean, that's a great deal no matter what. And you'll be using NordVPN dot com slash fightful i did a lot of traveling you know i didn't want to uh, leave myself unprotected using the the airport wi-fi the hotel wi-fi the arena wi-fi nordvpn protects you and it protects you on several different uh devices sorry i stuttered there but your laptop your phone your tablet even your router all that good stuff with nordvpn.com slash fightful Avoid price discrimination and all kinds of stuff. This stuff, this ends up paying for itself when you get stuff like Netflix for a lot cheaper, or you can subscribe to BT Sport instead of paying for really expensive UFC pay per views. Oh man, and how about this? In addition to seventy percent off, in addition to one addition, or in addition to one additional month, what? So many additions. Let's talk about the subtraction. If you decide, no, this isn't for me, within 30 days, you get your money back. They won't even they won't even hassle you for it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We have a link in the description below. I want to go incognito after watching this SmackDown. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? The New Day match kicked ass. That was cool. We'll talk about that in a bit, but... That was, but Sean, I put out a tweet that said, retweet this if you would rather we talk about BattleBots. And I watched, so I watched BattleBots for the first time in a long time last night. Isn't and it, it so hum- fun? 
it humped. Well, I, I watched like one random episode and it was awesome. It's so much fun. It's I love this reboot. So here's the thing. I would say normally I get like around on a on a solid tweet, like probably 20 retweets. I don't think BattleBots is this over. I got somewhere near like 50 retweets. And I don't think it's because of the bots as much as it is that SmackDown isn't great. So to appease the people, because we do have to talk about SmackDown, I just want to say Endgame kicked the shit out of Witch Doctor. Broke my heart as Witch Doctor is a female-driven and conceptualized bot. Um, But man, that main event was a lot of fun, but Witch Doctor really got shredded. So... There's your BattleBots review, but now we got to talk about SmackDown. Listen, I'm, I'm just trying to get this review done so I can go watch Yellow Jackets. Tremaine says, need to watch this show. Sorry to bring up Veer. I'm just so pent up. I need this release. Oh, buddy. Alicia what? says, do you think WWE is going to sit Mustafa Ali till his contract expires? Yes, I do. Unless they face some significant pressure. If they go through another round of cuts and he's not included, I think that will cause... Uh, Heavy criticism. And Anthony says, is it fair to say that SmackDown might very well be worse than Raw right now since the draft, it's been terrible? Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. Um, I think they're both terrible in their own special ways. Yeah, I don't want to play favorites (laughs) here. Bako5 says, what would happen if someone like Ali showed up in AEW for free as a way to provoke WWE or or to let him go? I know it's not likely at all, but who knows? I would be shocked if that's what it was. I would be yeah. very shocked. I don't I don't think so, unfortunately, either. I was told they're not letting him out of his deal. I've got a full report on that on Fightful Select. Somebody pitched for him to be in the Rumble. That didn't go over well uh, with anybody. And, yeah. Uh, James Beard says, I mean, Kate, do you really have to talk about SmackDown? Can you not? And just say you did. Uh, no, we have to actually do it. We have sponsors and stuff. So let's talk about this Roman Reigns. pays me, so yes. you take it up with him. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns came out with Paul Heyman and the Bloodline. Paul Heyman talked about how things changed. And this wasn't like a double swerve. He caught, caught up in the moment. And he, he had to go back with his tribal chief. And then Goldberg showed up. As reported on FightfulSelect.com. Roman Reigns is uh, challenged by Bill Goldberg. That was also reported by FightfulSelect.com. NerdGuru says, the sad part is I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if Goldberg won. NerdGuru, I would be. Goldberg says, you're next, yada, yada. He's got one match left on his deal. This is it. This is the match they wanted to do two years ago. So Goldberg joins the club uh, along with Christian, of people who are too cowardly to face Big E when Big E wants that match. Uh, I at least have some fleeting morbid interest in this match because <laughs> that's where we're at, by the way, under yeah. programming. I, have I mean, listen, I'm going to be, I'm either going to be riding the high of a Super Bowl win or the crushing depression of a Super Bowl loss. And my first Saturday that I would have off will be consumed with me spending that afternoon watching Goldberg wrestle. Uh, it doesn't get much sadder than that. Uh, Sean, because it sounds that, like your interest is more placed in the Super Bowl than it is in Goldberg, which yeah. I think is very fair, but I, I just want to make it clear what's yeah. really going on here. 
What did you think oh, of Heyman's explanation of things? I thought it was the best he could do under these absurd circumstances. Oh, man. Um, well, <laughs> either way, let, let's talk about this match. Was supposed to happen two years ago. The pandemic hit. Roman Reigns said, peace. And now we're getting it. Yeah, so we're not getting Seth Rollins, which means there was no reason for that, that stupid finish at Royal finish. Rumble. <laughs> so that makes no sense at all. And especially because if they pick that up at like SummerSlam or something, that's going to be months down the line. Months and months. No one's going to give a crap. Um, so that's ridiculous. This also didn't need to be 20 fucking minutes long. That is way too long for this segment. And there was just no logical way for Heyman to, in my opinion, to to walk this back because of what they did with this absurd situation with taking the belt off of Biggie. I'm so mad about it because it's just so unnecessary. And now they're not even going to give Biggie the Goldberg match because, of course, Goldberg needs to be near the title for no reason at all. Not happy. Not happy about this at all. I get why they're doing it, but like... I, it makes me so mad about the finish against Seth because that was such a great match when the best of Romans Amazing. reign and they botched it for now. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> it's almost as if that's why his kayfabe last name is Wraith. Mark Losper says, uh, building some flat pack furniture in my lounge room, turned on the TV, saw Goldberg, switched off the TV, cursed wrestling forever. Threw my TV into the sun, went back to building flat pack furniture. Check out our friends at allform.com slash Fightful. They have some great modular furniture. Even though they're not sponsoring us right now, I'm hoping they will furnish my eventual house. So please visit them. Tremaine Perryman says... First, like Dan Housen. Tremaine says, if Goldberg wins, I think I enter a different plane of existence. Like one with polka dots and upside down cows. Um... Sean, the I don't star think. of SmackDown has people throwing their televisions into the sun and entering planes with polka dots and upside down cows. This is not good programming no. if people are throwing their televisions into the sun. Yeah, this was a, I mean, he has shown up and just demanded a title shot multiple times. He has lost his last three championship matches. That is so lame. And he's so gonna lazy. lose a fourth. And he's 900 years old and wasn't even that good. He just had an undefeated streak. I mean, Sucks. like, what? I get it. It's Roman Reigns. It's Goldberg. The, 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 I'm not the target audience. But goddamn, man. Let, let's be done with the title matches after this. I thought we were last year. After the Lashley thing, thought we were done. Thought we'd never see another one. Here we are. Balob says. They have Heyman turn on his clients so they can easily book a Paul Heyman explains himself segment. <laughs> it's true. And Mr. Andrew says, I hope Roman Goldberg main events because if the Elimination Chamber main events, that increases the chance of Brock winning. That's a true. That is true, actually. But yep. uh, Thick Astley says, quick reminder for SRS, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. How about it? Bucephalus says, screw SmackDown. When can we expect the 800-time Quizlemania champion? To appear on an episode of Blood on the Clock Tower on No Rolls Bard. Uh, anytime they want me, I love doing No Rolls Bard. If they fly me over to London, I'll do it live. How about that? They fly me and my wife. There you go. Well played. 
Mark Losper says, in kayfabe, why doesn't, why doesn't Roman say no? Because uh, Goldberg is a 400-year-old bitch, maybe, in kayfabe. That was better. Hey. That was a better promo than anything that got said today. You're a 400-year-old bitch. In kayfabe, as, as, as we're looking at this, why would Roman Reigns say no or yes or no or whatever? Well, Drew beat Goldberg last year. Lashley beat Goldberg last year. Braun beat him a few years ago. So why not? Why yeah. why wouldn't he be down for this? Sounds like a slam dunk easy win to me. Well, we got uh, Ricochet defeating Ridge Holland in like two minutes, which I'm like, rad, cool. I'd... Ricochet rules. He's awesome. And then they're like, well, let's do a tag match. Let's do Ricochet and Cesaro against Ridge and Sheamus again, because that's what I want to see. I want to see that one again. And they just, like, decide. They just decide. Like, during the commercial, they're just like, yeah, here we go. All right. I well, guess as what? As cool as Hobbs looks with the fur coat, this look for Holland and Seamus looks like Seamus is his pimp, and he's a weird leather daddy, and it's uncomfortable. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, guess what? Ridge what? Holland, who just got pinned in two minutes, beats them. And it's the third fucking time in five weeks that Ridge Holland and Sheamus have beaten Cesaro and Ricochet. I don't need to see this again. I'm over it. I'm yeah, and especially, it. why are we getting... Did they watch MJF and Punk and think this was the same thing? Like, oh, we'll just do two matches back to back. Like... I don't understand why they suddenly decided that they should have a tag match on the back of this. It makes no sense. And you literally 50 50 yourself in real time in like 12 minutes. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. I don't understand how this is what you have for Cesaro. I don't understand that how this is something that you have for Ricochet. I don't even understand how this is something that you have for Ridge Holland, and I'm not even that big of a fan of him. But as skilled, he's talented. He's talented. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's serviceable. Like he's looked just fine in the ring, and Sheamus is great. So, but like the fact that Cesaro should be a multi-time champion by now, and the fact that this is what you have for Ricochet, I just can't wrap my head around to like how. You're like, you know what? We gotta, we have to more prominently feature Madcap Moss. Jambeard says, as a huge Goldberg fan, I'm sad he's always being put in the title picture when it's not needed. Put Goldberg with someone against Squash. I agree. The Ziggler stuff was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Jimmy Uso versus Ivar. Jimmy Uso wins. Usually I'm like, eh, I don't like seeing people get pinned before they, they've got a title match. It's a singles match. One of them's got to win. One of them's got to lose. I don't really have a problem with this. It's just, I don't care. What I care about is the fact that this tag team is getting a match on a pay-per-view for the tag team titles. I am very happy about that because the tag team titles are so often just, eh, whatever happens, happens. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I want to see the tag team titles defended on TV. Uh, on pay-per-view and quite honestly of late we haven't seen the usos wrestle that much uh last time we saw them they were getting beaten by rollins and owens so it's good to see them at least get some wins i guess and i'm just yeah Uh, viking raiders won the tag team 
contendership. They beat the the Los Lotharios. Now they're eating a couple L's on en route to this title match. When you say you like seeing the tag titles defended on pay-per-view, is that something like a premium live event? And it's it's Eric, not Ivar. Luis! Sorry. Yes, a premium live event. That's the name for the pay-per-view. Yeah, I. this was perfectly fine. I kind of like it when tag teams build feuds through singles matches. I just think that's a fun device that's kind of underutilized in general. This wasn't like when you see Nick Jackson against someone or something. Like It wasn't mind-blowing, but it was perfectly serviceable. I think that the tag match will be great but this is again like yet another championship with the story that i think that the outcome is such a given that i'm like sure the match will be good but the booking is insanely obvious yeah uh natalia versus Aliyah. Aliyah gets the win by count out bro and natalia is confronted by zia lee backstage who decided i guess to come to work she wasn't booked for the royal rumble and she's like rarely, rarely booked on the show at all. She hasn't wrestled yet. She's she just running. Oh no, God, she's just right. running to save people. She hasn't wrestled yet. They spend nine trillion dollars on those vignettes, and she has yet to debut. Oh, God, dude. And she's good. She's real good, guys. If you don't watch NXT, she's real fucking good. <laughs> oh boy, I'm ready to move past this. I think Aaliyah 17, 317 is very it's it's very cute. I got a chuckle out of it last week. Uh but also like why are they using the 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 why are they using the semicolon? <laughs> like use the dot. You can just stylize it the same way. It's factually incorrect like that. Jesus it's Christ. It's not 317 p.m. Yeah. This was oh, so man, man. You know what they say? It's 317 somewhere. That is as the old saying goes. That is as the old saying goes. I don't like this. Like, I was, I liked that there was, like, stories being built, but this one was stupid. Natalia came out of it looking real dumb more than Aaliyah came out of it looking strong. And pointing to a shirt is not a character, and she's not a strong in-ring competitor. So she has no character and not a lot of in-ring skills. I don't know what value I'm supposed to see in her. Maybe it's because I'm a straight woman and I don't like have fantasies of like a Carmen Electra lookalike in any way, shape or form. Like, I don't, I don't know, but like the ring work is not impressive and there's not a character. I just felt like she was pointing to her dumb shirt with a semicolon a lot in this and it just made Natty look dumb. It didn't make her look good at all. I hated this. And like you have Shotzi Blackheart there and you have Zia Lee backstage. Maybe debut her instead. This is bad. Mark Losper says, I think the genuine strategy behind SmackDown is to make everyone hate wrestling so they turn off the TV and don't watch Rampage. <laughs> Yo, that's clever as hell. It is. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre comes out. And so after beating Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin in a tag team match with Jeff Hardy. Then after beating Madcap Moss at day one, understandably, he got his ass jumped. He's going to get revenge for that. Well, I would say eliminating both men from the Royal Rumble and then nearly crippling both of them with the stairs would do that. But he's like, nah, son, we're not done. We're going to do a match at day one. Me and Madcap Moss again, even though I beat him like 30 days ago. 
Baron Corbin comes out. He's happy. He's doing his stupid shit that nobody cares about. And Madcap tries to jump Drew, and Drew <laughs> wields the sword <laughs> at Madcap Moss's face. He's like, tell me a joke. And then he goes, no, a good one. And uh, what, what was it that he said? Something about getting off Scott. Oh, you, yeah, don't get to the punchline first. What the hell I are you doing? I knew that. I knew oh. the, oh, the muted. I knew the goddamn punchline, Kate. Come on. You're he said that, he said that Wrestle of- muted. He said that WrestleMania was going to be scot free. It's the first good joke that he's ever done. And it was very much that hypothetical scenario like, what would you do if your life was on the line? Madcap Moss told a good joke because his life was on the line. I have no interest in seeing this match again, but good on Madcap Moss. He made me laugh. Okay, you cannot get annoyed about spoiling a joke on a review show. That is silly. Mm. And it wasn't that great of a joke. It was No, I asked you to set it up before we before we told the punchline. You can't tell the punchline then. Oh, Kate. It was such a good joke that I didn't even remember the fucking setup because it wasn't actually that good. And it was great. It was great. So muted. This was the greatest joke that Mad Cat Moss has ever told. You just muted yourself. I did. <laughs> I, I knew it. Muted at the same time. It's like when you lock and unlock the door and somebody like tries to oh, get God, in the door. The like there I pulled the handle. And if you need there to pull you your handle, go to bluechew.com. No, what? <laughs> go fight. Well, that's a good <sighs> joke. Mad Cat Moss could learn from me. Look, Drew McIntyre was like a great champion. And then they made him a history teacher, and now they're doing this. When he got drafted to SmackDown, which, as we all know, the draft is so important in such a clean division of labor, I was like, maybe he'll be the guy to dethrone Roman. And instead, he's pulling out a sword on a guy that tells bad jokes, and they're going to run this back for some well, reason. He's I'm pulling going out, to jump off a bridge. He's pulling out a sword on a guy who used to tell bad jokes. Jambeard says the return to the great muter. Mark says, think about how bad things are going to be or going when I want a suit coat authority figure Baron Corbin back. Yeah, that's sad that authority figure Baron Corbin was way better than this, and it was not good. Jackson says, good to see Shotzi at SmackDown after her father passed away last weekend. Uh, we send our condolences and our love to the, the family, the friends, uh, fans, everybody of Shotzi Blackheart. She lost her father. Sending love her way for sure. Nakamura versus gender. Who cares? Who cares? Sami Zayn's on commentary. Um, backstage, he's like, hey, when am I getting my title shot? And they're like, how about next week? And he said, no, I got shocked with the cattle prod by Johnny Knoxville because he got shocked with the cattle prod by Johnny Knoxville at the red carpet. So they say, okay, two weeks. Now they're doing this because they're filming two weeks of shows next week. That's why they're advertising stuff ahead because they had to have their creative done much earlier. Nakamura has defended this title zero times since September. That's the same month Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuted in AEW. One of them has already been in a world title program. The other one is headed there. Like, come on, what are we doing here? 
Could also, you... Book's guitar didn't work this time. Yeah. It's like the one thing it he was... has, man. It was a mess. Uh, Nakamura gets the win. Did you care? Um, Not in the slightest, but I do love Sami Zayn so much, and I can't believe... I can't believe what I'm going to see at WrestleMania is probably him putting over Johnny Knoxville in some way, which makes me want to die. But I said it last week and you weren't here. So I'll say it again for your ears, my friend. You cannot have Mad Cat Moss and Rick Boogs in back-to-back segments. I think that's a terrible idea. They're way too similar in the goofy vein. You have to have segments in between there that, that break it up or other matches. Like, just not, not good. But Sami Zayn rules. It makes me, me sad this is what he's doing. Drew and Johnny Knoxville against Owens and Sammy. I like that. I would take that, but I I like what Rollins and Owens are doing, so I don't want to like tinker with that. Sure, I do. I'm with you. Uh, Luis Polito says, "Get in your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com." Yes, we encourage you guys to and uh, leave a thumbs up. Super Chats, Humper Chats. We're already heading down the home stretch. We don't got that much left. Def Drago says. I can't help but notice you barely get any super or humper chats during SmackDown, so let me help out. We've Here's noticed couple- that too. Keep <laughs> <laughs> me employed, people. Send me yeah. those humper chats and super chats. Says here are a couple bucks for always being entertaining. Thanks for watching WWE, so we don't have to. Damn, it's a rough, rough go of it. Uh, Brent Lockman says, "Find someone who looks at you like Drew looks at his sword." Naomi's backstage, and she wants to beat. Sonya's ass and she's like no no no, I'll give you Charlotte next week she's like I don't trust you I'd rather Adam set it up and Adam's like all right let's do it title match and I love that Naomi's like this gives you a stay of execution she's like this is this is how you get me to leave you alone give me free shit and I love that I admire it also she beat Sonya clean as a sheet last week um now granted they they have a reason Continue their feud. One of the things I loved about the Royal Rumble was Sonya having no clue who Cameron was and then learning that that was Naomi's friend and being like, oh, is it? And then eliminating her. I thought that was very funny. But Naomi had her, she was screwed out of her match with Charlotte. She beat Sonya Deville. Uh, she had a good showing against Charlotte in the past. I, you know, I do wish it was more than one match gets a title shot, but. I love this. I think they're going to have a kick-ass match. I think so, too. I still don't know why Sonya hates Naomi, and it's just really, 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 really zapped the rest of the story for me, which was running long anyway. Just give us a reason. Like, and so simple. Like, why do the main event segment tonight, then? Like... I'm if so confused by that. I'm you, so confused. You were taping two episodes of SmackDown next week. You could have done that, the, the title match next week, and then had Ronda come out and say, all right, I've had you wait long enough. Here you go. But Ronda at the end of the show, which we'll talk about, telegraphing it is so stupid. Like We know Naomi ain't winning that title, but it would it'd also be nice if Naomi got in Ronda's face and was like, uh... Don't don't get too comfortable with this this booking you got at WrestleMania because it might change. And like, why is Sonya swerving someone when she runs both shows? Like, I don't get what Sonya has to gain from yeah. swerving. Like, no, 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 it was Becky. Like, what's who? No, who cares? You run that show too. You have nothing that gives you no leverage to try and punk us out. But yeah, just dumb. 
uh, Alex Palowski wants me to remind you guys, uh, Sour Graps, if you want an even more sour review of this show, FightfulSelect.com. And buddy, I've got a lot of news coming this weekend. Shane McMahon, Alexa Bliss, producers, uh, original plans for Raw that got nixed that you guys are going to want to hear. Los Lotharios and New Day. Um, boy, this kicked ass. This was the best thing on SmackDown. This was incredible. Uh, Mark Losper says something, something main character. <laughs> um, this was outstanding tag team wrestling. And I don't even know if the rules were followed. Don't give a shit. The offense was unbelievable. Angel Garza hit a drop kick on Kofi as he came outside the ring. Yes. That was amazing. There was a doomsday drop kick as well. Holy crap. This was incredible. This was so good. Uh, there was an inverted power bomb into a bulldog that I loved as well. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's like the the wheelbarrow face slam, but it's always been called an inverted power bomb. Just unbelievable action. This is what I want to see out of the tag team division. Not Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin beating the team that's about to become top contenders in a snoozer. Not the same match three times in a row. I don't want to see them do this match again for a while. I want this to be special. I love this match. It kicked ass. They are definitely going to do this next week. Yep, um, but this was great. This was the most valuable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. In ring work in the tag division, I think that we've seen since Uso's New Day Part ninety thousand four hundred ninety-two. Um, this was really great, and I think it was really, really good for Los Lotharios because they looked wonderful in this. And I think even though Big E got the pin, this made them look like a cohesive tag team. Like this looked like they belonged together, and um, that they were two tag team wrestlers and not two individuals. Cause the, the booking for the matches that they've been in so far has been, and I don't even mean the 50, 50 part of it. I mean like the production and the agenting of the matches has not, I think lent them to a great, like full on tag team match. This was fantastic. I'm glad Biggie got the win, but the whole time I was just like, that man should have gotten his Goldberg match and should be champion on the other show. Yeah. Like it's, it, it takes me out of it, but, um, but a great match. A great match. I need more of this. This was so good. This is what I want to see out of tag team wrestling. It can be an attraction. Nurguru said, or actually Alicia says, let's pour one out for Big E single run. Didn't watch SmackDown, so no idea what happened. Watch this match, Alicia. It was really good. Charlotte comes out, and uh, she is informed that Ronda Rousey wants to face Becky Lynch. 
And then Rhonda comes out and she's like, JK, not really. I'm facing you. This was what? dumb. What the? F why? Why did this happen? I don't know. And we knew Rhonda was going to be there because it was heavily promoted that she was going to be there. I don't get the psych out. Um, it makes me very nervous that they're just going to run back the triple threat and that we're not going to get Becky and Bianca, mm -hmm. which is gross. We need that blow off. I wouldn't hate them doing that at SummerSlam because that's where the injustice kind of took place. But like, we don't need to run back the the triple threat. Like, that's just so unnecessary. Um, unless they do that at Sands of Elimination Chamber time. Uh, yeah. But get, get your shirts at shop.fightful.com. Oh, there you go. This was just dumb. Like, they went so far out of their way for a swerve that was completely unnecessary. Like, uh, just have Charlotte come out or have Rhonda come out and say that she wants to challenge Charlotte. Like, you did not need to do all of this extra work. There's something that's very, very easy there of Charlotte is the 900 multi-time champion and Ronda Rousey is legit the best fighter in the world or was at a time. So, like, just do just all-star game, man. My best versus your best. Like, it's yeah. such an easy story. It's right there. Why are we making it so convoluted? This was an okay promo from her, though. I feel like she can be a little bit tentative. And what's funny is like she had so much charisma when she was doing shoot fights. So I think maybe all the scripting and guidance is actually counterintuitive to what would make her feel the most comfortable. But um, this was fine. We knew it was coming. So I, I don't know. I just, it, it just seemed like a very unnecessary swerve. And I wasn't surprised. And Sonia runs both shows. So it just made no sense. Leave us a thumbs up, guys. Get your Super Chats, Humper Chats in. Uh, we are heading down the home stretch. Uh, Charlotte did name, did name drop uh, Sasha Banks as well, who is not there tonight. I'll have more on that soon. But she's like, oh, I'll face her, which I would have been cool with because I love Sasha Banks and Charlotte matches. They are incredible. They're one of my favorite feuds of the brand split era. But Nerd Guru says, first off, that segment sucked. Saying Becky's title as the undercard is senseless when Charlotte only defended her belt twice. All their feud is going to be is them bickering about who's better. No thanks. Well, we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of uh, confidence instilled. Like that undercard thing makes no sense. Charlotte and Becky literally switched titles. Yes. And Rhonda has lost to Becky. So this makes no sense at all. Bucephalus says, there's a super chat for pronouncing my name properly earlier. All hail the Dong Lord. Hey, I'm good at that at least. Jambeard says, to me, Mania should be Becky uh, versus Ronda and Flair against someone like Lita. Could have done Ronda versus Flair and Saudi, then champ champ Mania. Or they could just build up an effective challenger and do that instead of having to rely on celebrities and part-timers and bringing back people who haven't wrestled a singles match in 15 years. That would work for me as well. I think Becky Ronda is next year. I think they're saving that for Hollywood. Nerdguru says, can't fathom how much this company screws over Sasha Banks. It's a disgrace. Her not having a Mania match is embarrassing. Ronda can stay on the farm. I mean, she's still got a, a great reaction. Um, to me, if you're WWE and you got two nights of Mania and Bailey's healthy, run Bailey Sasha. Run Bailey Sasha. Just yep. do it. Just do it. Do it as a top contender match. Do it as something like that. Just do it. Add some stakes to it. Something like that. It'll be fine. Do a callback to take over Brooklyn or something. You know what I mean? Like, 
if she's going to be healthy, at least if they're not going to tag together, have them face each other. And I think they might be headed that way because I don't think there's any way that Sasha Banks has nothing to do at Mania. Mark Losper says, um, to the tune of peanut butter jelly time, elimination chamber time, elimination chamber time. Thomas Garner says, I may have missed it, but I don't think my Ricky Stark super chat was read. I will have uh, Luis go through and track that down right now. Mark Losper, actually, we just read that one. Shot Kid said, going back to TK real quick, I think it could be Biff and Keith debuts as a surprise entrant at Revolution. He's talking about forbidden doors and being in other companies and closing the door behind him. This leads me to think that it's somebody whose deal recently expired. Like, what forbidden door are any of those people walking through? Like Keith Lee or Jeff Hardy. They don't have jobs right now. Like, I, that's just, I just the, don't think that that's the case. It, it feels like Gresham when you say slam the door on another promotion and he still has your ROH title. Like, that feels very on brand. I'm kind of getting sick of Tony Khan Mad Libs before debuts. Like just debut someone. <laughs> that's that's fair as well. It'd be free agent Cody Rhodes, Joel points out. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh Thomas Garner, if we do miss your super chat, which I don't think we did, I'm pretty sure we read it. Um pass it along as we do our plugs and uh I'll I'll get it read on the air. Kate, what do you got going on this week? Oh my gosh, John, so much because the debut of Here's Why You're Wrong on Fightful Overbooked is coming. It's a point counterpoint show with Joel and I, which is going to be super fun. Also on Tuesdays, Alex and I are getting sour about NXT 2.0. Catch us on the post show on Fightful YouTube after that. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast, where we talk all things all elite. And then this guy and I, every Friday, AEW Rampage and SmackDown review, which is critical of recent <laughs> uh thomas garner here's your super chat so sorry we missed it uh, he says ricky starks needs the tnt title get that ftw title on hook and uh put ricky versus sammy please i would i wouldn't mind that i think that hook versus ricky is is a really good uh super chat i think we did read that though uh i think we got that one dante says too soon for jeff hardy uh yeah i believe so yeah, I think it, it's it's up in March, unless they have some sort of special agreement, which might happen because basically the story that Matt Hardy told about them wanting Jeff back and Jeff wanting his drug test results and them being negative, that's what I heard too. That's why specifically I would say, hey, if he needs help, I hope he gets it, but all I've heard is erratic behavior so far, and I think that fits the description of what happened. That's why you don't say... Drugs, alcohol, anything like that if you don't know it. Derek says Alex's prediction is the only one that makes sense. Well, Alex will be on Sour Graps in moments. Um, Allie wanted uh, Emily to inform the chat that Sasha was at the SmackDown. I don't think she was, was she? I don't think she was there. Emily, Allie, I don't think she was there. They said that on the main event segment why won't you be for the rockets with me mm. oh sorry i did it the wrong way <laughs> there, there you go, go. <laughs> i'll dig into it guys thank you all so much fightfulselect.com until next time <laughs> hallie says she was i don't know what to tell you she wasn't on the show we're out 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 